Hello, and welcome to the Ball Things Considered BTC pod. Today we're going to be talking about the Washington Wizards draft class. They had the 9th and the 37th selection, and then they traded down from 37 to 53 with Oklahoma City Thunder. At 9, the Wizards picked Israeli forward Danny Avdia. But before we get into that, we'll break down a little bit about the Wizards' outlook and see how he fits. So heading in, the Wizards' roster is John Wall and Bradley Beal at the guard slots. Two multi-time All-Stars, you know what they're going to bring. They've played together forever. Rui Hachimura, who was a rookie last year, he's probably a small forward despite being a power forward for some of his rookie year and his time in college. I say that he's more of a small forward because of the way that he puts the ball on the floor and his lack of presence in the paint. You can think of him like a Kawhi or a smaller Giannis. He's not nearly that good, but forward-wise and skill-wise, he'll probably be a small forward throughout his career. Davis Bertans was a lot of six-man last year, but he's going to get paid in a moment in free agency, and he'll be the starter, and he should be the starter because of his floor stretching. Wall and Rui can't really shoot, so they're going to need his ridiculous gravity, and it's truly Curry-like, so I think it helps them. And then Thomas Bryant is a guarantee at center. He's the best center on the roster. He's high energy and can knock down a three, so he helps with the Wizards' other driving players. Super efficient inside offense when he uses him. Overall, it's a pretty good starting five, and they were on the bubble of the playoffs last year. They were the ninth seed in the East. Didn't do well in the bubble because they were missing Beal and Bertans, but they were on the outside of the playoffs looking in anyways. The team lacks defense, but they have a lot of good size and a lot of good ball movement. All the guys can put the ball on the floor. All of them can make the pass that they need to and can get their own bucket when need be, but they were horrific on defense. So, like I said, with the ninth pick, they picked Denny Evdia. He's from Israel. He's a forward, and I scouted him some, but I didn't expect him to fall to nine, so I really haven't thought too much about the Wizards' fit with him, but that's a win. Like, you expected him to be gone at nine, so that's huge, and the Wizards should be happy that they were able to get him staying put. To talk more about Denny, I called on my friend Drew Mastin from ID Prospects, which is an international scouting site, hopefully soon to be a scouting service, with basically every international player you can imagine. They've got a lot of content on. So, Drew, welcome. Thanks for having me. Overall, what's your summary of Denny's skill set as somebody who has scouted him before? Yeah, I'm pretty high on Denny. I think he's one of the most NBA-ready guys in this draft, which is you know not something you always see with a 19-year-old. So that's exciting, I think, for Wizards fans, and and I also think he has you know pretty high potential in the NBA, and obviously great value at number nine because there's rumored to go anywhere from like four through eight, um, and to have him at nine, I think is is really good value, and um, I think he will be able to contribute right, right away, like I said, but. Um, Definitely, definitely somebody that you should be happy about having on, in Washington, I think. So archetype-wise, what would you say about him? Like, what does he do well? What kind of mold does he fit? It's, it's interesting because there's so much. It's, he's so versatile on both ends. Um, he can be a spot-up shooter, play off the ball, and then he can also initiate offense, play some pick and roll. I don't know if he's necessarily an NBA ball handler as, like, when you're talking about point guards, but as somebody that's 6'8", 6'9", can really pass the ball, um, really get out in transition. He, he runs in transition. Um, his biggest value on, on offense is probably his cutting. Um, he's, he's somebody you always have to keep an eye on. 
So really everything on offense, like he's a little bit of everything without being a master of, you know, anything. And then defensively, he is more of a perimeter defender, but he can't quite move his feet. He kind of, he's kind of a four defender, I guess, links the, the perimeter defense and the post defense. And I think he's a lot stronger than people give him credit for. And I think he's a lot better around the rim on defense than, than he gets credit for too. Okay, so you mentioned that he's a decent spot-up shooter. And from what I've seen, he can get them down. But a lot of concerns I've heard, both pre-draft and since being drafted, are he's a questionable shooter and that he shot like 58% from free throw. So from that respect, how much do you buy him as a shooter? What's his likely outlook? Yeah, there's for sure concerns. I think he's going to, I mean, he's never been afraid to get shots up. He's going to take, you know, two or three a game and he's going to make maybe 30% of them. Like he's going to be a threat to shoot. And so I don't know if he's ever going to be, I think he can get to be an average NBA shooter from three. Um, but the main concern, obviously, is his free throw percentage, and it's never been good. Like, there's never a time where you're like, okay, this is small sample size, that's why it looks bad, or um, he looked good here, and then this happened. Like, it's just he's never been able to shoot free throws his whole career um, to this point. And so, obviously, that's a concern because a lot of times, you know, free throw shooting indicates touch and stuff like that. I've always thought the free throw shooting was more mental than actual, like, mechanics, but there is still, like, obviously something there that he's a, I mean, 58% free throw shooter on – 400 attempts like that's a yeah that's like big man shooting you know and even for a lot of big men that's that's poor so i i, I you know I, I understand those concerns but i think that from three he's always shown that he's not afraid to shoot from threes from three and and he can shoot at a decent percentage enough to be a threat i think is the big thing yeah and i think i mean joel mb doesn't shoot near league average which is 35 percent from three but he gets people with his signature kind of pump fake all the time it's more just the shot motion, I think, for a lot of guys. And you have to respect it when they're actually going to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people ever treat him like Tony Allen or Russell Westbrook. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the big thing for me is not only that, but, but the other part of it is his cutting. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of guys that can't shoot, it's like, you know, they, they hurt spacing and stuff. And that's kind of, you know, you want to have this amount of shooters so you have good spacing. Like, even if you don't consider Denny a shooter, you have to always keep an eye on him. You have to know where he is because he's going to create space for others and he's going to get open shots by cutting. And so if his man is, you know, doubling off the ball or whatever because Denny can't shoot, like, Denny will punish you for that. And so I think that's a really big part of his game that maybe he's had to adapt because he's not a shooter, but it's it's valuable nonetheless. So with his cutting, would you say that he's high motor or he's slippery or he just knows where to be at the right time? Yeah, I'd say the motor, he's always looking for chances to impact okay. the game. But also, very, he's very smart, um, and I think that's a big part of it. It's why he can be the playmaker he is, but I think it's IQ, a lot of it. Okay. Um, what do you think his biggest flaw is offensively and defensively? His biggest flaw offensively is just it has to be the shot. Um, you know, like I said, I think he can be a decent offensive player, but um, as far as like where his ceiling is, it's it's limited without an elite shot because, I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of benefit to be able to shoot threes in, in the NBA. And um, honestly, I'd say it's his biggest flaw in offense because he can do so much. Like, like he's a great playmaker um, at his size. Like, I, because I'm so high on everything else, I would say that's his biggest right. flaw. Not uh, like I said, I'm not too concerned about it. But defensively, his feet are pretty bad. Um, one thing he's always done really well on defense is 
cut somebody off after they beat him and he uses his body really well to like you know if he gets beat by a step he'll get back in front of you and he'll he'll use his body to keep um to keep you there keep you away from the rim but in the NBA guys are about to get a lot faster and even even faster than EuroLeague and so that's a big concern i have is like you know where is he valuable defensively if he can't use these like kind of little tricks that he's learned to his advantage and so i think his feet have to get a lot quicker and soon okay so that kind of leads into talking about his Wizards fit. Wall and Beal are guaranteed starters. Thomas Bryant's the best center, so he'll be a starter. And Bertans is near guaranteed, like I talked about, because he's going to get a payday. None of these guys are conventional power forwards, and he's got the ridiculous gravity. With Wall not being able to shoot and Denny and Rui not being great shooters, it's really important to have a floor stretcher. And Bertans is, like I said earlier, I think, like almost Curry-like in that respect. Sometimes you can see him being guarded behind the point guard setting up the play, like 30, 35 feet. You have to respect him because he takes those shots and he drills those shots. So do you see Denny fitting at the small forward better than Rui will? They're similar players, but do you see Denny as a six man or a starter? Yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do there. Um and I like Rui a lot. I think they're, yeah, like you said, they, they have kind of somewhat similar fits. Um, I think Denny will probably play a lot, but probably come off the bench with that lineup just because he's a rookie. If I had to guess, you know, I, I don't know what mm-hmm. what exactly everything will look like. But I, I think that there's a lot of different lineups that he can he can play in that work really well for, you know, that team, whether it's um, playing the two or Rui plays the two and he plays the three, so they still have some playmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, with somebody like Wall at the point guard or uh, maybe even a lineup with Beal where he's doing most of the playmaking. Like there's a lot of positional positional versatility um, on both ends, but I think especially on offense for now um, that he can – and I think Rui kind of has the same thing where he's a big guy that kind of plays the three, sometimes even the two. Um, But, you know, so I I think there's a lot of versatility there and I think there'll be a lot of interesting lineups for the Wizards. But as far as a starting lineup or maybe like a closing lineup – I don't know if he makes that quite yet. Yeah, I think that's a good point about Beal too, is with John Wall being out all last season, like for a little bit it was Isaiah Thomas, but the point guard was mostly Ish Smith and they didn't have too much else going on. Mm-hmm. So Beal got playmaking chops like he'd never seen before. He set his career high in assists by like two full ones, I think. And so when you've got Beal kind of doing that and Denny's ability to help there, I think they'll fit well with Wall off the floor. And I don't envision Denny and Rui playing together too much because of the spacing concerns. But if you take away Wall, a non-shooter, and replace him with someone else like Jerome Robinson or Mo Wagner, then they get spaced out really well again instead of all collapsing inward. Yeah, if you want to go super big, though, that that might be a fun lineup. I hope we see it some. Yeah. Is Beal, Rui, Denny... Bertans and then you know whoever's at the five probably Thomas Bryant or really anybody like um, that that's a really fun lineup to me now I think Denny will, will start to transition to more of a four throughout his career defensively but I think at the beginning that's that's a fun lineup for next year that hopefully we see at least you know 20 minutes of for, over the course of the season yeah and also could be a point guard is Troy Brown who's six foot five he played a little point guard at Oregon and he played point guard 
Like I said, with Wall being out already and then Beal being out in the bubble, Troy Brown got a start or two at least at point guard. So I feel really good about the Wizards' playmaking ability. Two I things I love are... Isaac Bongo also. Yeah, exactly. He's 6'7 and a menace defender. So they've got all of these like guys who are a skill away, but that can fit well together and make up for each other. Mm-hmm. So I think Denny's going to make them one of the most versatile teams and fun teams. Like I tweeted earlier today, the only players the Wizards have over age 23, which that's nothing. Like if you're 23 years old, you're only in your first few seasons or you just like graduated from college. Like Obi Toppin's 23 years old and he just got picked yesterday like Denny. The only players older than 23 are Wall, Beal, Bertans, and Ish Smith. Everybody else is 23 or younger. So that's Troy Brown, Jerome Robinson, Rui, Isak Bonga, Thomas Bryant, Mo Wagner, and 53rd pick Cassius Winston. Can all barely drink a beer. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. That's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, they've done a great job the last couple of years. Yeah, out of nowhere, too. Like, they mm-hmm. used to give away their second-round picks for free, and then they flipped them. Like, they got Isak Bonga and Wagner because the Lakers needed space. Right. I yeah. think it was Danny Green or somebody, but, you know, getting their vets to make that run. And that's just a move that teams used to not make. Like, good teams make, the Wizards would never make. Is, oh, well, we get a free look at a young guy. Like, it doesn't happen, and it happens now, and all of a sudden their core is incredible. Right. And, so, and that kind of happened again um, yesterday with the, the Viet Krejci pick, I think, at 37. Yeah. Um, which was really kind of interesting because I think the Thunder, I think they knew that the Thunder wanted him and mm-hmm. they wanted him too. But, you know, taking him at 37 was higher than the Thunder expected. And the Thunder still made sure to get him, but they got they got a trade um, done at, for that. That, um, you know, another way just to kind of add assets on the margins that I think worked for them. Yeah. For those who don't know or didn't hear about the second round pick because it was late, it was almost midnight, Washington, D.C. time, the Wizards got pick number 53 for 37, trading Viet Krejci to the Thunder. And then with 53, they picked Cassius Winston, and they got Memphis's 2024 selection in order for the Thunder to move up, which, like you said, that's improvements on the margin. Like That's an additional player. And it's just something to strengthen your depth with or to move up in a future draft or an asset. Mm -hmm. And Cassius Winston's a nice player, I think. We can transition and talk about him a little bit. He's the only other player that the Wizards got last night. As of right now, they got no undrafted free agents. But that's fine because the roster's pretty full. Cassius Winston played all four years at Michigan State. He's 6'1", 195-pound point guard. He's one of the best shooters in the entire draft, certainly top five. And he's a competitor. He could be the highest IQ player in the entire draft. Like, apparently some reports say that he's like a legit basketball genius. He competes on both ends, and he's a leader. So even though, like I said, he went all four years, so he's kind of old, he's 22 and nine months right now. The two oldest players on the Wizards roster are John Wall and Ish Smith, and they're also the only two point guards. So Cassius Winston is nice. I think that's a really good pick, and a lot of boards had him in the 30s or 20s. So to get him at 53 was great value. And 
you usually need three point guards, even though I talked about Troy Brown can do it. Ish Smith is expiring and already a veteran who knows exactly what he is. Cassius Winston will learn a lot from him and learn a lot from Wall and at the least will be the backup, hopefully, of the future. And I think he can handle that role really well. Do you think, I mean, Cassius Winston's not an international player, so I don't know how much time you have to scout the local guys, but did I miss anything on him? Do you like or dislike him? Yeah, I mean, I like him. I think he's going to be an NBA player, which is not always something you get at pick 53. And um, he's ready to come in right away, four-year guy. So, um, yeah, like I said, uh, good value for him because, you know, I think some teams would have taken him at, at 37, but other guys were there for, for whatever reason for certain teams. And so he falls all the way to 53, and then um, you get some extra assets out of it. So I think, um, yeah, overall, I think they did really well. And, you know, I'm excited to see this roster. A lot of international a lot of international guys on this roster, which I didn't even really think about until until this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Rui was a hit because he was the highest ever drafted Japanese player last year. And then Denny does the same thing for his home country, Israel, this year. Mm-hmm. And so I saw on Reddit and on Twitter a couple posts about how Israel is like all behind the Wizards now. And suddenly they're that nation's team. Mm-hmm. And the Wizards became that for Japan last year. So they're really huge internationally and then you're right they have bonga from germany and they have wagner from germany yeah no that's that's awesome and and yeah israel loves loves denny last year they had the u20 european championships in israel and it was him and yamadar who got picked by the celtics at 47 um Mm -hmm. and they led the team and and it was it was in israel the the arena was packed they they really weren't expected to win but Denny, who was playing two years up, was awesome in that tournament. I really recommend any Wizards fan go watch that because I think that's the best perspective you'll get on Denny's potential because he was doing a lot more on both ends than he did in, in EuroLeague and, and with Maccabi Tel Aviv, uh, Tel Aviv in the Israeli League. And so, um, yeah, that was that was kind of when Israel fell in love with Denny, and, and I think that watching that, Wizards fans might do the same. If they wanted to look that up, would it be on YouTube? What would you search to find it? Search um, Israel U20 FIBA 2019 and you'll probably get like seven full games on YouTube. Oh, wow. See, there you go. That's what I'm about to do. Go watch and enjoy my boy. I was doing victory laps basically last night, screaming Zooey Mama like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I had no (laughs) expectations to get him. Okongu came off the board at six and I think that's who every Wizards fan wanted. Mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I won't get excited, but I expected and wanted Devin Vassell. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I always wanted Tyrese Halliburton because like I said about Ish and John is they're both old, you know what they are, and they're really all that they have at point guard. So right. I thought Halliburton would have been a good third, and he's one of my favorites. I don't know how many see him as a point guard, though. I think that was that kind of been part of the reason that he fell, I think. Yeah, I think that the Kings got a great pick with him. Just a sidebar from the Wizards to just a good player. I think Halliburton is going to be awesome. I think you're right, and I think he fits well next to Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good fit for him for sure. I liked him in Atlanta because him, Trey Young, and Kevin Herter would have been a great trio because mm-hmm. Halliburton can play next to both of those guys, and they don't play a lick of defense, so he would have helped them. And then I really liked him in Chicago too for the same reason. Kobe White, Zach Levine, and him is another good trio. Two guys who lack in playmaking and two guys who lack on defense. 
Right. So I I would have been happy with him for the Wizards, but I am thrilled with Denny. I think they went talent over fit, which basketball is the sport to do that. Like we just saw James Harden and Chris Paul, two basic point guards, top tier point guards though, have the best record in the NBA and they could have won the finals if it weren't for injuries. And you see bigs doing crazy things all the time, like AD being power forward, but not. So talent is everything and talent makes it work. And I think they got as good of talent at their draft slot as anybody in the draft. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I also think as far as the fit concerns, you know, a guy that can play two through four, I think kind of fits on any roster. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're thinking that, you know, Bertans is getting old. Maybe he wants to, I don't know the freedom situation with him. Um, It sounds like he's coming back, but just maybe insurance on that or. um, Yeah, that's a good point. With Rui doing, Rui being the, the same kind of player that plays kind of every position two through four if needed, I think there's. Um, two guys that can kind of fit in any lineup, which is which is good news, I think. Yeah, I agree. I'm high on Denny. I think this was an op- awesome pick, like I'll keep saying. And I love versatility. Switch everything is not the only way to play, but it opens up so much. And they're not tiny like the Rockets. So I think it's a good middle ground. Yeah, definitely. Any Any last thoughts? on Denny no I'm excited for him I'm excited for the Wizards and um, I think it's going to be I mean we're just over a month away from seeing his first game hopefully so can't wait for that I think it's going to be a fun rookie year for him and and I think he has a lot of room to grow also so um, yeah nothing but but good things to say about the pick and and about Denny yeah I'm just upset that there's not going to be summer league I think that would have been like I said about all the Wizards guys 23 and under how there's eight of them you know the majority of the roster could have been an all-time summer league title could have gone undefeated could have ran up the score just beat everybody by 90 points like it's the dream team versus angola cassius winston would have been awesome in summer league oh man yeah he would have been vander blue-esque out there in the summer league (laughs) freaking Korkma is just running it yeah all right thank you all so much for listening this has been the btc pod Check us out at ballthings.com and check Drew's website out at id-prospects.com. I'm going to link a full-length scouting report that he did on Denny. It's got videos in there. It's got every facet of the game you could ask for. Um, Yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of the day.